Inside Improv with Stacy Halal, Joe Bill, Elise Rodriguez, and special guests Susan Messing and Rachel Mason. It's like CNN for improv. Like, it's like Jesus, you gave it so much integrity. Joe Bill, fuck? that shirt is awful. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like your headshot. You look nice in real life. You don't look so nice. Oh. I'm just gonna sit here and uh, and, and let you all Take talk. It in. Yeah, it's Friday. It's Inside Improv. Uh, we're back. Took a little. And we time are the off. voices inside of Stacey Hallall's head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably pretty accurate, actually. Mm-hmm. If if someone were to say, "Would you describe the voices in your head as Susan Messing <laughs> and Rachel Mason?" I would probably be like, "Yes, that sounds about Aww. right." <laughs> I hope it's a good day. Bad cop and worse well, cop. Well, let's bring everybody on because uh, I already spilled the beans about our guests. Here they are: Susan Messing, Rachel Mason. We've got Joe Bill and Elise here as well. Elise, were you laughing at the way John said Rodriguez? Yeah, I was laughing at the way he said Elise, actually. Because oh. Rodriguez was good, and we've also focused so hard on the Rodriguez. It's like, Elise Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez. Oh, Elise. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. I, I don't know where, you, where, how the weather is where you are, but it is so weltering here in Portland, Oregon, as if it's Miami. Aren't um, you on fire? And we're on fire. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Uh, are you on fire? How close? Not. Oh, I didn't know. Is it as far uh, east of Eugene? So okay. South of here, southeast. Southeast of, of Portland. Yesterday was our first day we saw uh, smoke and haze. It's mostly been blowing mm. the other way. Um, but yeah. Garbage. Yeah, it's it's rough. Climate change is real, y'all, and get your vaccinations. So. <laughs> what? Yes, <please. laughs> what? <laughs> yes, yeah, they're giving, Elise. They're giving vaccinations against climate change now. That's yes, right. Elise, I know that uh, you're in Florida. Where COVID doesn't exist, but no. everywhere else Mm-mm. we should be. Ron DeSantis <laughs> is a human piece of shit. He's a human piece we, of shit. In Spanish, shit. we call him Ron Desastre, which means disaster. <laughs> Big disaster, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Big. like it's that's almost almost redundant, but more so. It's like worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That guy's a fuck turd to the core. He and he and Abbott. I want them to like. I want us to have something like the Hague, you know, that that we can take them to, and and charge them against crimes against humanity, and and go away forever. I do because that kind of willful obtuse behavior is insanity. They make women, you know, I can't. They're going to cover my shoulders in a yearbook fucking picture, but they're not going to make them wear masks. Like this is insane yeah. thinking, right? Do you know that, that makes you feel like you go crazy, right? Yeah. Some email was leaked in the Republican Party that was like, "We want a healthy ruling class." Like they really want a certain. What the fuck does that even mean? What are you it, talking? It literally means they want 
like poor people to die is how they feel. Well, they can serve them and make maybe minimum wage. Maybe. We're an oligarchy. We're not a true democracy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, a lot I of fuck. No arguments here. Right so welcome. It's inside. Friday afternoon. Oh, well, you, times. Know, the, <laughs> you guys know, I, See, I have noticed. Here's hope for the future. Here's. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, no, 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 please. No, 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 please. Is it about the future? It's about the present. So tell us hope for the future. A bunch of kids got together to do a class action lawsuit against people who were against the idea of climate change. Mm -hmm. They use the premise life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that if you do not take care of the environment, you will be impinging on our rights. And I mean, it's like fourth, That's fifth, That's a pretty good constitutional graders. argument, actually. Yes, says the, it says is. the lawyer, Elise. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, they were going to serve Obama because, you know, he okayed the pipeline, whatever. But then they saved it and delivered it to Trump. And now hopefully Biden will deal with it. All right. That is hope for the future, because I feel like right now I've been telling everybody, I feel like we are at, hopefully in a way at the end of act two in a typical three act structure <laughs> where we thought we were coming out and it was going to resolve. But now we've been set backwards and we feel further away from the goal than we were before. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. Have you ever heard of angels in America? <laughs> <laughs> This bitch of mini series, it ain't a, it ain't a play. Like something's, it's gonna be longer than that. It might even become, it might even be, it, it might be like the Handmaid's Tales of real, Fucking you know? Grey's yes. Anatomy. Twelve hundred <laughs> monkeys. Twelve monkeys. Yeah, it should take place in a hospital because those motherfuckers have to deal with those fucking willfully ignorant people who fucking yeah. take up everybody's beds so that like somebody who has a heart attack doesn't get, to, who is vaccinated, doesn't get to live. Yeah. Well, our, our, uh, that was it, harsh. Yeah. But, but meow, 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 meow. Great sound meow, effects, meow. John. Thank you. Uh, we were thinking, you know, we were going to open August 21st. We originally were going to open on October, it, the first weekend of October, because I wanted to see what would happen with the summer and the variants. And then I was like, everything's feeling great. I'm being the most cautious person. Let's open August 21st. And then, no, that, that was the people that I was listening to uh, were mm -hmm. accurate that the summer was going to bring up uh, another wave. But then we were just thinking, like, what if we do a show that's set in a hospital so that we can all wear our masks on stage and not even have to worry really good about idea. it. Yeah. I the, the answer is always yes. And you're <laughs> always in the operating room and somebody's <laughs> always about to die. And yeah. then you always have a dilemma. And the dilemma is always about, do you let them live or die or whatever? It could be your laundry or, you know, anything that's going on and in your house. An like impeccably your, horny your, moment. Your refrigerator. One super horny moment by a refrigerator. Yeah, and that's in the operating room. There has to be a refrigerator. Yeah. You have to be like yeah. this on it, like oh. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's an emergency or you can, room or you have an island right next door. 
What'd you say, Joe? I said, and there's an emergency room full of wacky neighbors ready to enter at any time right next door. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Cast me in that show. Cast me. In okay. That show. Come on out. We got a guest <laughs> room, Rachel. Come on out. And you I and I will have good, that horny moment. I will. Good wacky neighbor <laughs> horny moment yeah. happening. I'm on yes. it. Let's do yes. that. <laughs> uh, we got Michael Greenbaum who is laughing at fuck turd. The- <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't say tard because it's not right. But thank you for for enjoying fuck turd because I think that like that sucks. You know, that's you that's about as harsh as you. So. you did what? What did you no, say? She said fuck turd. She said turd, didn't she? She did. It's yeah. an upgrade. It's it, 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 it it It's a yeah. It I know. Is. I know. It's very deliberate that I say fuck turd. I do not say the other. No. Nope. It is a turd. And when people say turd, tard, I, excuse me, I correct it. Right. I immediately correct it. just like this too. It's not funny. I just immediately correct it. That's what I'm saying. I'm correcting That's it. That's right. So. We're all working on ourselves all the time. And yes. turd the is process. an process. Yeah. I did not. I did not make a slip. That was placed intentionally yep. to say that you say some things. Yes. <laughs> And fuck turd is a better word yes. in every way. Like there's no yes, loss in making that upgrade. It's actually an improvement. My dad's favorite swear word was asswipe. He loved to call people asswipes. And I think like, yeah, asswipe out a car window is such a good, like clean swear word. You know what I love? I love, <laughs> I love the term what the shit instead of what the fuck. Yes. And a lot of people are upset, get upset about it, crap. but I feel like what the shit is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. What the fuck has been unfortunately overused, like a Billy Joel song, like Cold Spring and Harbor was great, and then later different. on it just got wrong. Like, it was like, stop it. Like, don't do that. Why are you with Christy Brinkley? Stop it. Stop it. That's why your music is bad now, because the Cold two of Spring you just Harbor? don't create art. Cold Spring yeah. Harbor was recorded at the wrong speed. That's why he sounds the way he does, but he likes it. He's fucking it. Best album in the world, Cold Spring Harbor. All right, Rachel, how hardcore Billy Joel fan are you that you knew that? I am from Long Island. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. We are supposed to love him like New Jerseyites. New Jerseyites. We're we're supposed to love Bruce. And I'm kind of like, I'm from New Jersey. And I'm like, okay. Or if you're from Indiana. Indiana, you love John Cougar, Mellencamp, and Hitler. Like what the fuck is going on? That's right. That's no, right. That's right. Wait, okay, wait. Totally in on the Bruce and the and the Billy Joel. Followed that. What happened to John Cougar Mellencamp? When did he become a Nazi? What did I miss? Did he oh, become a Nazi? I'm- no, I wasn't saying he was a Nazi. I was He's like, not a Nazi. We got to stop this. In the Midwest. This, this a word. Everybody has Vice just wrote yeah. an article about it. John Let's Cougar stop the rumor. John Mellencamp is not a Nazi. He's not, he's yeah, not the greatest man in the world, not a Nazi. but he's not a fucking no. Nazi. No, no he is, I don't he even is, know if he's a bad man. He's like the Ram Dass of India. <laughs> like keeping it light, and I kid you not, Keep everyone out there, right before we started this, I said, this is the kind of light conversation that gives me life, and we had been talking for 20 minutes. Well, you're a fucking rock star, oh, so like you can sorry, add a level of like Josh. integrity to our shit that we don't even know about. You're like, legally? I'm like, what? I was like, you're fucking rock star. This is going to be about improv by the time we're done. <laughs> 
Isn't it? Is it about improv? Is it every part of this about improv already? You don't feel like chaos. This is improv. Improv is not dead. Is this about improv? Because improv's not dead. I would say that that inside improv is uh, right now. Not uh, dead. uh, This is about showing, not telling. Uh, More inside, (laughs) and then the improv will come later. Life is a herald. It's not dead. Life is a herald that isn't dead. Life's a herald. Improv is not dead. And the world isn't ending. So stop it right now. (laughs) Everybody get along. Let's make comedy when the world is burning. Burning. Fuck you, John Mellencamp. (laughs) This is John Mellencamp's fault. He is not a Nazi. He is not a Nazi. That was a callback. He is a modern day Woody Guthrie. Is he? His daughter, his daughter was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, she was. And I felt kind of bad that her whole identity originally was created, Teddy, yeah, created like as an, like, I'm not just an accessory of a famous guy. I'm Teddy. I'm an accountability person. You know what I mean? Like, I felt bad that some people have to go through that. I know he has a son named Hud. That's your that's your depths of compassion. And for those who, who don't know, you know, we didn't start streaming immediately, which obviously we should have. But before we got uh, live, Susan was talking about how she compares everything in her life to finding something worse. It could always be worse. Uh, like, can I? Yeah, like what I said. Yes. Know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so to to ask a boring question at uh, the risk of Rachel being like boring, no, uh, no, <laughs> Rachel, an initiation is just the beginning. Shut up, be nice. Yes, boring and. is a gift. <laughs> so, Always go first. So you were both in Chicago. For those who don't know you. <laughs> and how long have the two, how long have the two of you known each other? Rachel, you would know better. It was because it started with your classes. Yeah, I took class with Susan in 1996, and it was like the first day of class, and we were like, "Oh, we're it. <laughs> we're married." <laughs> I, I, yeah, apparently that's what happened. I, that is. Amazing. She was like, do you want to get high before a class? Before I did not class. say that before <laughs> class. Yeah, you did. And we sat in your car and got high. Maybe it was after class. I don't know. It was, it was like after class. And I'm not saying that to cover up for myself. There's no fucking way in my entire life that it's I've gotten fucked up state. before a class. What? It's legal in our yeah. state. And I don't mean we got fucked up. I mean, like, no, a two, no, you know? but I, I can't. I can't teach high i can create yeah. exercises high but i can't teach high there's a difference for me not possible so at, right, immediately after class you, you all got high together yes immediately. <laughs> and, sure, immediately and we got married and, and engaged yeah and yeah. have been friends uh and and lovers ever since <laughs> 
I was told we were lovers, but we are not lovers. No, but just romantic partners. We only yes. safety scissor. We safety scissor. Safety scissor. All of our scissoring is very, very safe. CDC compliant. Very safe. Consensual. Like and wrapped in whatever you did to wash your groceries when you first thought you were supposed to wash your groceries. We're doing that ten times. Sanitized a little spray. Uh-huh. Very yeah. Bug bites. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. that was 90, you said 97? 96, 97, 97. right about there. Yeah. Susan, were you, were you on Second City main stage at that time? I was on main stage in 98 to 2000. Okay. So that was, it was a big deal. It was a big deal because she didn't do Turco and went right to the stage. But that was like a little era where Second City pulled some annoyance talent in, right? Was that? Nick was directing main stage. Nick was directing main stage. And I actually was going to leave and go back to Los Angeles because I thought to myself, well, that'll be a place to challenge myself as an artist to see if I can be an artist in L.A. And Christina Dunn Anderson said, well, what would keep you in Chicago? And I was like, an artistic challenge. And she said, well, why don't you ask me? I didn't say it like that. And, and so yes, said, you did. <laughs> she said, she said, well, my friend Christina said, well, why don't you ask Mick and I said no fucking way because I've never asked anybody for anything and I like I won't even ask to do craft service on your films like if you think I'm good on my own accord thank you God bless I, I can't even believe you chose me but for the most part like I won't go I'd love to be in your movie like it's just never been me um which is why I said the same thing about weed because I could not smoke weed before class like it's just not possible for me <laughs> Um, but I can smoke weed any other time. Um, I'm just, I'm just making that very clear that I'm not saying I smoked to hit, uh, what is it? 10 of four, uh, two 30. I took a hit. Okay. Anyway. So, um, I'm being honest, right? Thank you. And now I don't even know where the story just went. Yeah. Well, it's because you smoked so much fucking weed right before you got out Well, now I just called attention to it. It's really embarrassing. Oh, man. Good thing thing I'm not presenting a paper about, like, infectious diseases right now. You know what I mean? Because I'd be like, I took a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Will you? (laughs) So you were describing that, Mick, you had never asked anyone for anything. Thank you very much. So I I saw Mick, not and I like to do that. Yeah, I like, never do it. Never, ever, no. ever, ever, ever. So Mick, I went up to Mick and I said, "This is going to be the worst two minutes of my life and yours." Uh, <laughs> if there is a list, because Christina said, "Why don't you ask for, for Mick to put you on some sort of list of people to be considered?" And I'm like, "I can't do that." But then I saw it's Mick and I said, "Oh God!" Short list, and they, you know, I said, "Yeah," I said, "I said, it. if there's a list of people to be considered." would you please put me on that list? And as I was speaking to him, he was pulling a list out of his pocket. And he said, I just went to Second City today. They bought you. They didn't buy Eddie yet. He's in Turco. Amazing. So that was a very weird day. And a lot of that kind of, a lot of days like that in my life have occurred in different areas of my life. I've been like, this is weird. So that was weird, but it still was a horrible moment. And actually viscerally, I'm actually feeling it as I explain this to him. Like, ew, 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 ew. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I love? I've seen so many people like, 
ask to be like cast in a show like can can you please cast me in the show and i've always felt so weird about that i've never understood I think there's that. a difference between what susan did and what you're saying i think saying yeah. will you would i would like to express my interest yeah, and it, it, would you consider yeah. me when you're making those considerations i think i'm always like great now i know you're interested you're on my radar but if somebody's like can i be in totally. your show then i feel like saying no you know yeah if me saying that was to validate was to totally validate what you were saying and i agree totally with what stacy's saying which but i've seen none of what <laughs> of what susan just described and always the other the other yes. end of it yeah and well people and anybody, ask you to do my show all the time too i mean it's it's you know you just yeah. people ask you to do things and sometimes you can and sometimes you can't and it might just be where you are in your life at that moment. Certainly not. I certainly don't think people should not be able to say it. I have no judgment about that. As a matter of fact, I'm impressed with people who are able to Advocating say, this is what I'd like. Advocating for yourself is important. Yes. And it has to be said that especially it's in the late 90s, especially in the, late especially in the late 90s, there was nobody funnier in Chicago than you. A couple as funny, but nobody, nobody funnier or mul more multi-talented than you. And look at that face. Come on. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh. Well, that's why, yeah. as you were even describing it, I was even getting that, that sense of, like, it was all bubbling to the surface because mm -hmm. it was right. It was it, it was an obvious Messi's choice. Messi's still here. She's a friend of Second City. You've been 12 years in. Why don't you come over? I, yeah. I, could, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was the that's time. That's very nice, Joe Bill. I feel weird, but thank you. I know, but mm -hmm. but it's just true, Susan. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, and you're like singing skills. Like you're like there was a time where I could improvise a song with you, and because of you, I was part of the greatest uh, improvised singing duo in in the world. Because you're Aww. a fucking genius improv singer, and I'm still doing it. So I know Susan you was but... my teacher, right? And like I, she was like, you have to go see, you have to go see. And when I saw her, I was like, yep, and I got to learn from her too, and. Susan, like, do I have cancer? I yeah, must nope. have cancer. We're, we're gonna. Susan was in the first uh, Second City show I ever saw, and oh was wow, in the, you're the, dead. The, the and one this that is I, hell. yeah, and the one that made me, you know, suddenly that that made me, you know, buy into the Second City hell world. Yes. And it was, was, I think, it was, was in between Psychopath Not Taken and 4.0 because I, so there's sketches from both that I remember. Uh, but yeah, it was you, Stephanie Weir, Rich Talrico, TJ Jagodowski, uh, Tammy. Tammy, Kevin Dorff, and Kevin Dorff. Kevin Dorff, very I much mean, so. Come. I just spoke to Kevin yesterday. Oh, amazing! He's the best. He's the best. He's he's. If Kevin or I call each other, you know something's up. Like it's you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Like it's like boom. Like. We're, we're like, because we don't fuck around with that shit. You know what I mean? Like if I said, Mitch, I need you to bring me the van. No joke. Like if I told my team, if I called up my first improv team and said, you guys, because of Blue Velveeta, I'm like, you, and this is what's left. And I was like, you guys, you got to bring the van. Let's just fucking do it. They would do it. I think they would. And I would do it. They would. So yep. there's this, there's a, a growing disdain for improv teams the, the yes. structure of it for a lot of really valid reasons and somebody was recently posting like what is what is, i think velvet wells was asking uh who's been a guest here and co-host here several times like what are the benefits and 
I didn't know how to describe that sense of like war buddy loyalty that you build with this set period, you know, group of people that lasts for some reason the rest of your life. <laughs> They're there to be part of your journey, whether you choose to sign up for a repeat is, is your own choice, I guess. But I, I, I was thinking about the people in my life and it's so generational and it's so layered and it's so old. And I'm sure you all recognize this in your life who you, you know, you add from certain times and some of them kind of get pulled out and some of them, you know, stay forever and whatever the reason being that for you is part of your journey. But yeah, mm -hmm. there's nothing better than, um, I, those guys I would have done anything for. I had nothing I but time to get better with them. Nothing but I'm time. Parapha I'm paraphrasing Susan, but, um, she said something to me a long time ago that was like, we're a tribe that put itself together, like this group of people who aren't afraid to make something up out of nothing, like together and find a theme like that is that camaraderie, that like desire to put something where there was nothing. It really is like you form these bonds like. Yeah, like, you're really like not got, interested. It's like it makes I got your back, not a cliche. Right. And the way you just did this, so we, we've just gone back to in-person rehearsals, but we're, we're fully masked and uh, Kristen and I are alternating coaching. So I was, she was teaching some viewpoint stuff. And so I'm like, I'm going to do this workshop that you're leading uh, with, with our house teams. And just the walking around and stopping and making eye contact and holding eye contact until it feels too uncomfortable and then move on. I haven't done that in so long. It's it, powerful shit, especially when it's all you've got are eyeballs. Oh, How fucking great is that? It, it's kind of creepy, though. It's a little creepy. It's a little it, creepy. But it's like, a little yeah. creepy. Right, it is. That's where the cult piece would, comes from. Because that's right? where you fuck it till it's dead, right? That's a little creepy. And then you're like, they're dead. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I dead. Our dead, our dead guru, Del Close, used to something me. once. Okay, well, yeah. I want to hear all of these yeah. things. Let's go. Yep. Say that, Rachel. Susan first. Susan. No, first. you go ahead, Rachel, Susan. and then we'll follow up you with Susan's first, mind fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm glad. I'm Del. glad that we cleared up what that term was because I totally misheard what the fuck Susan just said. A mind oh, fucked. Mind fuck fucked. I did <laughs> not fuck yeah. Del close. Again, yeah, Del fucked us all, happened. but in here. And you know what? If it happened, I would absolutely say it. And I certainly <laughs> didn't encourage it. And it never fucking happened. Yeah, never. But happened. anyway, yes. Never right, so Del used to say at the top of a scene, like when you and I look at each other, that's the only thing that's real. Everything else is made up. And I think that's like that's cool. It yep. is not to be reductive. No, 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 no. not at all. It just sounded serious. <laughs> it it is really kind serious. of like it. Like this it's is honest. an art form. Yeah. Well, and that's I think we all kind of just had that moment right after right after you described it. I think we all just kind of like whoa. And all those mo yeah exactly but all those moments were just rushing in my head so like i looked at one person and i was overwhelmed with the desire just to hug her like 
her the the her the way her eyes were looked like such a smile and i was i was just overwhelmed with affection for her you know the next Aww. person i saw i could tell he was like i'm not gonna be the one to look away but like <laughs> and he knew i knew that and we were like you know like there was just so much connected story in happening without anyone having to say or do anything so physical intelligence Physical intelligence. I was just about to say that. That's physical intelligence. It's unbelievable. And so that how- merely needs that merely needs to be justified versus here's my invention and then let's fuck it till it's dead and prove your invention. I mean, there's something already going on there and you could even see it in just eyes and you created an entire story around it, just like watching um like TV in another language where you turn down the volume and you just watch them and you create dialogue. It's and because you know you're following happening. the physical intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's physical intelligence. It's die now mm-hmm. shit. And, it's, and it makes this life so much easier. The audience isn't like, oh, I can't wait till you prove your thesis. They're like, why is she standing <laughs> like this? You know what I mean? And then you, then somebody is inspired by that and they can tell me why. And I get off on that just as much. I'm like, oh, you told me why I'm standing like this. I must be coach Johnson. Oh, you know what I mean? So that's, that's exploring and heightening rather than like You're inventing and, and justifying. You are. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. You are. I'm going to bite you. You are. I'll bite you. All right. So, Susan, now is the time yeah. for Del Close's mind fucking of you. Yes. How did he mind fuck you? Well, I would go over to Dell's occasionally and um, he couldn't really smoke, but he would try to with me. You know, he'd take a one puff or whatever, but I would try to put pot in like in things. So, well, not as many. He still wanted to smoke it. But anyway, so I would go over and talk to him and he would clean out the one mug he would clean and he would show me that this was a clean mug. And he had this fancy new, I guess, the precursor to a Keurig, you know, kind of one of the first personal little coffee things. And he was pleased with it and, and would make me coffee and we'd sit at the one clear spot on his table. And one day we were talking about something and I really didn't talk much with Dell because Dell was so fucking smart. You didn't want to sound like a fucking idiot when you were with him, because if you had read a book, he, he has a first edition because he, you know, mind fuck the author, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like he <laughs> knows, he knew everybody and like, he had done everything. He didn't have to say anything. Yeah. Right. He had done all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had done all of it. So anyway, so I'm sitting there and he, um, he looks me straight in the eye. I think that's what it reminded me of that in Dell. And then he put his hand over mine. And then we were holding hands for was probably two minutes to maybe three minutes in silence, which is a very long time, a very long time. Mm -hmm. And then I just looked at him very directly and said, well, that was quite a mind fuck. And he was like, "Mm -hmm." you know, he's dealt. That's the story. That's all I got. What was what was happening in like what were some of the millions of things that ran through the your millions head of that- things that like the last twenty seconds of your life where every yeah, time yeah, you yeah. had a bad exchange with someone from Pakistan about your luggage at Cleveland and you're an asshole. Yeah, um, my fast one was um, you have turned off yourself emotionally, and I am emotionally evolved, even though I'm intellectually stupid. Um, you are fucking me in your own way because. You haven't fucked someone in so long because you've lived in semi-squalor and and not put himself 
first. Like, it wasn't important to him. Like, when he wore a new shirt, like, you could kind of see him sort of change because he was wearing a new shirt. Um, he and I just saw Elaine May and I had a thing and she never loved me. And so I wasted the next couple decades, you know, a bunch of shit like that. Wow. That's what you see. You see the blah, 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 blah. And uh, you see it all. And you think to yourself, Susan, you're not that stupid, even though you're with a really, really smart man. And that's probably why I said it was such a mind fuck. I've never said this story like out loud. <laughs> like that makes it sound like this is okay, like any of it. But please know this. I was at least 20 something years old. I was 24, 25, I'm sure. Yeah, 14. <laughs> I mean, Joe, the world that we, we, you know, the most you had was a pager and that's because you did voiceovers or somebody was a doctor that you knew and they had pagers. So nobody like face to face was a big fucking deal. And it's something we're starting to sort of even forget a little bit as we've become so desensitized in a sense of being in our little pods, you know, <laughs> it's so good to see each other and we appreciate each other so much, but it's not something that happens that often. You know, it's always a special occasion when I get to see Rach, you know, mm -hmm. or any of you for that matter i saw joe bill behind my gate and i was like joe bill behind my gate you may and then i saw him at at shuba's oh, you did louder than a mom you did such a good job oh, martyrs yeah but to see someone is an event i yeah. think yeah and i and i certainly don't take that I, I don't think i ever did take it lightly but now i really don't take it lightly well, in those and moments, just that's where bonding happens, right? When we sing in unison, when we're in a theater and we breathe in unison, when we smell each other, like all these hormones and bonding hormones are released. And I, just to get back to where this sort of started was this idea of a team, right? And when you play with people over and over and over again, you have all of these experiences where I think you bond on almost a familial level. Mm -hmm. When my and dad the crazy died. Thing is, what? Well, I was just going to say, this is, I was going to say that, like, and when anything went down, the community in the pre COVID times, we went to Susan's house. Like, anything, like, Susan's home was our home. If we were in trouble, if something big happened and we all needed to talk about it, like, Susan's house is where you went. Like, when your father died, didn't your whole team go? I was just about to say when my dad died, um, Jay came and picked me up in his like El Dorado or some sort of impossibly long car from the <laughs> early 70s um, and brought me home where there was a party waiting for me because that was our community. And it, and it just was. And 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 I'm not saying that it can't continue to be. It's, it's it's this world is so huge now. But even then, even internationally, we feel tiny, don't you? Joe, Joe Bill goes all over the fucking world, right? Don't you feel like it's tiny? Yeah. It's still yeah, tiny. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm, I, I, my my goal is to make the world smaller. I don't know what that means, but I know I know if I'm doing it or not. And so, like, but but making the world smaller means like finding other people on your team, finding other people on your tribe, like this like tribe we put together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's a yeah. family witchers. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Katie Michaels, who is one of our kind of original curious ensemble people, one of our first employees to, to do a ton of admin and really shaped a lot of what Curious is, has moved to L.A. And just a few months ago, she had a meeting with a manager she may sign with who said, oh, Curious Comedy, I took a class with Stacy at 
in Vancouver, BC. Like it, Amazing. Yeah, which is ridiculous that those connections keep being and the, the longer you do it, the more those connections happen. So it, I think I feel so torn about there's so many positives, right, in terms of the professionalization of the improv scene, right? Having HR and having policies and having boundaries and having organizations support boundaries and people speaking up and all these things that are so critical and important. Uh, but it, there is a little bit of that family loss of the, the good side of family uh, that comes from having... I want to like, be... I want to be devil's advocate and say yes. familiarity breeds contempt. Right. So, right. like, like I, I, toured I was for going almost, down the same thought process. Mm. I toured for almost five years, which is longer than like anybody tours. Uh, and being in a van with people, like, and she wouldn't mind me saying this, but like, someone I profoundly love, like, was thought they were supposed to get the single, like the, cause they're three and three, Mick fought for that gender parody. Um, like I was gonna, supposed to get the single and she called me a fucking cunt to my face. And I was like, oh my God, like what is happening to us? Like we're a family and we are now treating each other like family. Right. Like, Fuck you, cunt, mm -hmm. I get the single tonight. <laughs> Like, we, you know, like we need rules because right. like, I'm so glad the stage manager was like, Jenny gets the single. Both of you are rooming together, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Let's and the, and also it. families are fucked up and dysfunctional yes. and, and yes. have a lot of deep mm -hmm. shit and can, can make your blood boil in a way that nobody else mm -hmm. can. So yeah, it's powerful in, in both it's good and it's, it's bad for sure. Can I well, tell you something? Well, there's family and there's friend. I feel like there's there's a, there's a there's a distinct difference. There's always family yeah. and there's friends and there's friends that come into your then you call them a friend because technically you're not related by blood, but they're familial, right? In the mm -hmm. sense that like I have friends that are familial to me where I I can't have all of the emotional connections that I could have with my really phenomenal friends, but the comfort that I have with the familial relationships is very different than the one that I have with the friendships. Yeah. Well, so the friendships were by choice. So you, yeah. you know, so if it doesn't work out or if it becomes abusive, there's a part of you that, that thinks to yourself that what, what is your role in this, even mm -hmm. though it might not be you. And that's why, you know, I always thought friends had to be historical. Is it historical or historic? Like that they stay I forever. I don't know. We have an answer with Cardi B. I know. You don't know? Yeah, I don't know. Definitely with Cardi B, whatever we're doing. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Cardi B. I'm so sorry. Cardi My B. son just came into the room to proudly tell me there is a new Lizzo song. Awesome. But it was Good actually Cardi parenting. B. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know which one of historical or historical, permanent, well, no, enduring, forever, forever enduring is what you're meaning by your friendships, Susan. Yeah, but I feel like that you have the ability to uh, to decide if you want to re-up that friendship. And I never thought in my life you could do that. I thought it was like, oh no, you've known them, therefore you you have to forever because they are your friends. Like, yeah. and I'm like, no, because my whole thing is commitment and recommitment to shit I doesn't I don't like to make it work. You know what I mean? But you have and, to leave room for transformation. 
Yeah, and sometimes people go to a place that I guess wouldn't serve me very well if I kind of revisited that now. Which, I, by the way, mm-hmm. there's nobody on deck. I'm just saying, if there was, I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> but I think, and Elise, you were talking about, like, friendships that feel familial. Like, you and mm-hmm. I, I feel like when we met, we had a very similar yeah. feeling the way that Susan and, and Rachel and Joe and I obviously, you know, mm-hmm. we're just mm-hmm. instantly family. Like, Joe will, yeah. is my family, <laughs> no doubt about it. There's uh, a word, uh, there's an Iranian word that specifically... Gosh, I'm gonna ask Daniel. There's an Iranian word that's in 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 Iranian culture. Friendship is like one of the most important things, and they have like sayings and a lot of things about having friends and how having friendship is important. And there's a saying uh, and a word that speaks directly to um, what you're describing, which is like the person, like the person is it fits, it's comfortable. Oh, I'm gonna ask him. I'm going to ask him right now. Do it. But the person is comfortable. Um, Do it. And it's what you're describing, which is like right when you when you walk in, it's like, oh, I could just be in a living room watching TV with you and it would be comfortable. <laughs> I call this car people, but that's a long, that's a long thing. But it's, it makes people. sense. So I know what you mean. Like you could see car them and just take a road trip you could to be in a car with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a very long time. Interesting. Yeah. Good one. And I, I, you know, I have this, um, even with family, I have this superstition because I live as far away from my family as I could and still be in the continental United States. So every time my uh, sibling, and I love my family, I'm very close to my family, but very far away. And every time my siblings have had a baby, I've made it a priority to go back and be there for like the first Aww. week or so, or two if I can. And it's really helpful. They, My family used to always make fun of me for being such a night owl. And then when you're a night owl going from the West Coast to the East Coast, it's ridiculous, right? It's I, I would sleep really late and get up a really hard adjustment. And they would always make fun of me for that. And then when they all had babies, it, it made me the best auntie night nurse so they could sleep and I would keep the baby uh, entertained the and quiet. And But I always felt like... Uh, this baby is smelling me and somewhere in its brain it's imprinting that I am family Aww, and I still yeah. believe that that's true because yes. even I like that yeah and, and I think it's related to this eye contact thing and this like performing together where we do connect uh, above and beyond our intellect right it, there's just some guttural physical connection that that we make I call it I call it animalism. <laughs> please elaborate please human we're human like it's like when we are humans but we have certain things of animals so we're like we're animals so like and it also applies to people you don't like there there are people that they've not done anything wrong to me but i'm like i just the animal in me we don't like it doesn't work i don't like your smell i don't like (laughs) your energy and it's and it's animalism. Like we're we're animals. We're human animals. It's, and and just like my dog. Like when I walk Foxy down the street and she sees some motherfucker she doesn't like, she's like, "Fuck you, yeah. buddy!" And I'm like, "All right, toddlers, she doesn't like you." Toddlers are good at that too. Toddlers are very good at that. You know, they'll yeah. be like, "No, yes. not you." Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." And 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 I wish, I guess, as people, we, we just have been programmed to be like to smooth that. But but yeah. I know the feeling will very walk well. Right up to you and be like, "You're unhappy." <laughs> And you're like, fuck, I am. 
Oh, John Tim's really good. John Tim's really easy to get along with for most people. So when he says uh, John Tim, who's been doing all of our tech, everybody, if you forgot, uh, John Tim. He wrote that opening credits music. Uh, <laughs> thank you, John. But he's he's my he's my radar because I'm always excusing people. First, you know, I'm always like, oh, I don't know why where that came from in my life that I'm like, this person is annoying me. What's wrong with me that I need to change so this person is not annoying? And John is always the one who's like, if he gets like a red flag on somebody because yep. he's so warm and likable to most people that if he's like, ooh, I don't know about that person, I got to listen. John is an animal. He's a animal. He is. He's very in tune with his Hannibal. He's a Hannibal. He's a Hannibal detector. <laughs> Hannibal detector. Protection is right on point. That's right. Oh. I think I'm Hannibal, ha Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> How long have you been working on that one? Like I'm eating a Dorito that, that my son gave she's me. An she's an improviser. She just made it up like out of the air. like magic. It's so, you know, in, in the difference, in the difference, um, Wendy's daughter, like of Wendy and Laurie fame, Wendy's daughter Tallulah is like six or seven. And so the difference mm -hmm. between like, like I'm an improv uncle to her, but I'm a family uncle to my nieces and nephews. So we're at Easter and Tallulah, she just, she looks at me and she goes, your teeth are dirty. And Wendy's like, Tallulah, Tallulah. And I, and I, because it's an improv niece said, that's right. Do you know why? Because when I was your age, I didn't brush my teeth. And Wendy goes, yes. <laughs> but if that was a blood niece or nephew, I would look at my sibling and go, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? <laughs> oh my God. We are at a party at Susan's house and there's, it's hot and there's a kiddie pool and everyone has their feet in the pool. And my kid who's still young is like throwing rocks in the pool. And then he picks up a rock and throws it at one of our buddies, Ryan Archibald. And before <laughs> I can even be like, Tosh, it's not nice. Arch had picked up a rock and threw it right back at my kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to be That's like, the two of you, family. get over here. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you? That happened to me with Patty Styles. She got in my car <laughs> and Foxy was in my car. And the moment she got in my car, I was like, my dog is barking at Patty Styles. Fuck. And Patty turns around and she's like, she just doesn't like she's got a problem. It's fine. I'm like, OK. <laughs> she hates me. Whatever. <laughs> it's one of my favorite you Smack said. the Pony sketches. Y'all know they're a all women sketch group from the 90s, I think, in the UK. And they there's two fancy ladies. They're two fancy dogs walking by each other on the street. And the dogs are perfectly polite. And the women just go. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. One of my favorite blackouts ever written was by a student. And it's like a, a person on stage and they're a cat and they're like just being a cat and a girl walks through and the cat goes meow. And the woman walks right over to the cat and is like, you son of a bitch. And I was like, what a simple, clean, beautiful blackout. About that was cat the calling. Whole That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You she got catcalled, literally. You son of a bitch.
Amazing. Uh, so, Rachel, you have, just to shift gears a little bit, you have a, a project coming up with Shari. Uh, yes, our they, buddy. Yeah, our, our friend who I met through Joe, and uh, she's, she helped us with a bunch of projects early in the pandemic. And you all are doing a project using improv and uh, like a cross-section of improv and social justice. Do you want to tell us a little yeah. bit about that project? Well, if you know me, I love satire. And basically the definition of satire is to like, well, I'll read you the fucking definition of satire because it's one of my favorite things in the whole goddamn world. Are you, is this fine? Ready? Satire, artistic form, chiefly literary and dramatic in which human or individual vices, follies, or abuses are, um, or shortcomings are held up to censure by means of ridicule, derision, burlesque, yeah. uh-huh, irony, parody, and caricature or other methods. I invite you to imagine what other methods are <laughs> with an intent to inspire social reform. And everyone forgets about the second part of that. Everyone only thinks about the first part. Mm. Like this is like spoonful of sugar shit. Like if we make it funny, the medicine will go down. So we want to deal with, we want to make comedy out of shit you wouldn't make comedy out of. That's like Rachel, what was your suggestion from you and me? Remember you what? said that the other day that we're both like, what are we, abortions, fetuses? What were we? <laughs> What? <laughs> Remember the other day when you were talking about this project and you were like, oh, it's if we were abortions or fetuses or... Remember you gave an oh, example? Oh, yeah, like we could be two fetuses in a womb. Being like, you know, we there was a third. You know, IVF is hard. Oh, <laughs> right? My money is on you dying next. Well, so like, whatever. Likes it. That's important. I do. I am. I, I am both dark and a fan of. Uh, I have a very dark sense of humor, though, for sure. But that's why. I mean, that. Well, we or, make it worse. I told you. We, yes. we told you that earlier. Rachel and I make it worse, and if you're lucky, it might be worst. Worst. I mean, and that's why I I happened to fall in love with Second City because I saw that show that was directed by Mick. That was that cast that we talked about. That was about truth, right? It had this whole opening about honesty. And then it had, Mm -hmm. it it was meaningful. uh, And then the meaning was reflected in the form itself, the way that those sketches uh replayed from different points of view that right fucking... it was much more heraldy oh my god the this the scene with you and um... casserole uh, yes it's casserole cas- i mean talk Cammy. about dark as fuck right yeah well you know the story about casserole is actually kind of fascinating in the sense that i would watch mick direct and he seemed to always take on one scene in a show that he would really really work on that and he really needed to make sure to protect content so that people would laugh and casserole was that because I think it was either Tammy or Stephanie, probably Tammy, who came into rehearsal and said, wouldn't it be funny if we beat the shit out of Susan? And I, I'm so stupid. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Because yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it would be. So we had this scene that like I was I my husband Mick abused me physically and I wasn't listening to what my friends were saying to me as part of an intervention. And they got so frustrated, they started like beating the shit out of me. And 
the night staff came up to either Mick or us or at one point or the other, you know, because they watch it. The, the wait staff was extremely important at Second City because they saw this shit every night. And I think it was Heather Winna and, um, and Allison Riley who said, that's not going to fly. That's not funny. That's not okay. So then we really left brained it and thought of doing those fantasy sections so that somebody in their fantasy has the right to do whatever the fuck they want to somebody, but somebody mm -hmm. just doing it wasn't okay. So I thought that was really, Protect really smart. content. And then Protect they were also, content. they had weaknesses and vulnerabilities. They weren't yeah. perfect. And so we got to nope. see their dark sides. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just so complex to, to handle something so heavy. I saw Elisa's face like, I can't imagine how this worked, right? That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. I have no and idea. I'm like, I don't know what the hell So, so the sketches, three women get together. You know, and they're having casserole, and it's like ladies' night, uh -huh. and they all yeah. have relationship issues, but they're very frustrated with their friend who's letting herself be, you know, stay, mm -hmm. who is choosing to stay in this abusive relationship, mm -hmm. and they and and is defending. I was had an excuse. She was yeah, kept I was, defending I was had an excuse, her excuse, and I was very perky. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they also end up being miserable and it's not happening in real life that they're abusing her but they're 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 they get so frustrated that they fantasize about it mm -hmm. and so it's just handled just right i, I mean it, it, it really... now it might not be now somebody could see that and say i'm triggered watching someone get abused even sure. in a fantasy sequence for sure for sure i teach in the comedy studies program and we do archival scenes and it's rare that that people want to put their hands on that scene and when they do we have to like we, you know, we have to address triggers yeah mm -hmm. and we did uh for when i was in the directing program i did toe this, this. Uh, that is another scene that students look at it and they're like what so wait toe, explain toe, toe. i can't toe remember is toe. rachel dratch's caught in a at the car yeah uh mm -hmm. that's it uh that's it. It, it so so rachel dratched in the car her car's broken down it's thunder lightning the lights oh, are going on and he comes up he's got a hood yeah. on he's like knocking Carl. hey can i help you and then we see all of her scenario worst yes case worst case scenarios yeah. of what might yeah, happen are. it's, oh a, it's a harsh one and, and then and then when i did it i cast uh a black actor in Scott Adsit's role, which added mm. this whole new level oh. of race to it that we had to really talk about and think about how, you know, it went beyond just a, a, a woman, a white woman with a white man stranger to a white woman and a black man stranger there. Uh, that's it, not the scene they wrote, but that's fascinating. Yeah. The, that's its own bitch. It is. And it reminds Ooh. it reminds me of um, Defiant Thomas Brothers, you know, how much they would that that one sketch they have where they keep reversing roles and like mm -hmm. talk about a mind fuck. When I watched that, I was just like, holy shit. So yep. for those who don't know, Defiant Thomas Brothers had this scene. One of them is black. One of them is white. They're both men. But one's driving and gets pulled over. And this is even, you know, obviously years and years ago. But one gets pulled Ages over by ago, a cop. Ahead of its time years ago. Way yep. ahead of its time. One gets pulled out by a cop. And then you re-see the scene with the race is reversed. Or one is with a president. I, I 
specifically remember <laughs> when Paul is being like the doing the presidential things and Seth is in the back being the security and and my brain was like oh a president and a security guard and then when they switched places and Seth who is the the black performer of the two was being presidential I was like he's being Jesse Jackson my brain specifically <laughs> named like the politician at the time that it could have met it wasn't like your generic president <laughs> it was like he's being <laughs> I was like fuck your brain like I you know <laughs> you see what your brain does without you even wanting it and so as much as we talk about the frustrations with Second City and it's it's many failings as an organization, the satire and the ability to handle these dark things um, and tough topics is, is they don't own satire. No. They made their bones on it because the founders were brilliant and educated and assholes. Right. But like satire <laughs> has existed since the Greeks, you know, like the Greeks invented satire. Yeah. The Romans gave it the name satire, but the Greeks, like they didn't have the word, but they had the concept. They um, they use the word skepticism instead of you know, satire, which is fucking, again, super cool. Yeah. You know, it might be best if you would love to keep an institution like that alive to keep their best and hire their best. And um, I don't know. That's just the way I think. That I just should... got fired from the second city. <laughs> Why? What? Wait, what just happened? Why? No, that's real. That's not a bit. I was, in fact, let go from the second city after designing after defining and designing what satire was for them. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I can read you what I wrote about you because I just like this part. Here, I'm going to go into the scent pile because that's I sent it to them. I sent a letter to Second City because I'm Switzerland, right? <laughs> yeah, you're Switzerland. If, that's, if there's one note, this isn't neutral. Switzerland. Super neutral. <laughs> Wait, shit, where do I do this? How do I find this? How do I, I find know. the scent? Are you in when Google? did I do that, Rachel? That was like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. What day would that I be? I don't remember. It would be Audia, maybe. Yeah, I what? sent a letter to Second City. Was On the... my behalf, I didn't ask her to do it. And it was real nice. And... Did you send it to the building or did a human get it? Um... A bunch of humans got it who were apparently, um, yeah, here we go. I think this is Rachel Mason. Yeah, okay. So, um, why is this weird? Okay. Uh, Rachel has written some of the Second City's very best curriculum and was one of your most outstanding teachers. She was an instructor for the Second City Conservatory, redesigned the A through E program, created the Satire Salon, provided materials for the Bob Curry Fellowship, and developed curriculum for the Harold Ramis Film School. She helped sell the Second City to DePaul and taught for DePaul's and Columbia College's comedy studies programs. She established the one-to-one -one coaching and the dramatic improv programs, as well as teaching musical improv. She also performed for the Second City National Touring Company, the Second City Improv All-Stars, and The Boys. I just, those were just some of the things I wrote about what you'd done with Second City. I got City. shit canned, y'all. I got shit canned. Did they give you a reason, Rachel? What was, was the reason? To quote Cardi B. I don't know. Do we know? So the real reason is because I'm a loudmouth. I'm an expensive loudmouth. 
<laughs> that is the real reason. I can relate. The, the secret reason or like the reason, On paper. at least what, like the cause, like what we're able to put together is that uh, they had heard I was speaking favorably uh, about the annoyance in one of my classes and was thereby wasting valuable class time by talking about another, a competing training center and that that was theft of services. What the fuck? If you wanted to put a, a nail literally... in the coffin of community, they did it. Garbage. Yeah, I yeah. wrote that. Because I said, one of the things I said was, perhaps you have forgotten our history, but in the 90s, the annoyance, the IO, and the Second City agreed to support each other's efforts in creating a cohesive training ground where everyone ultimately becomes the best performer they can be. I myself was hired for the Second City main stage based on my body of work at the annoyance and my entire, whoops, sorry, this is a, and my entire main stage cast was trained at the IO. The new owners I have don't been care. Asked more, they don't care about history. Right? I've always been asked, like if if I'm at I.O., I always talk about how Second City is amazing for social and political satire. If I'm at the annoyance, I'm saying how I.O. is great for group cohesion and whatever the fuck it is. Every building has its merits and joy and how the lucky we were is in where Chicago. you develop your point of view. Right. You had all these yep. places to just work those muscles and find the kind of performer you want to be doing the kind of work okay. you want to do. So this is where, this is where, remember one of the first fucking inside improv episodes where this badass bitch right here started saying the artistic is going to go this way. And the executive is going to go this way. If the, if it is run. And I don't mean executive, like our John art Carr, and business, our yeah. art and I business. mean, ownership, right? Oof. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you know why? Exactly. Cause you can create, because you can create a web series or a series in your basement. And I mean, you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want and then you can sell it. But I would say that if you don't like an institution that maybe you shouldn't be there and I, you don't have to, you don't have to be. I, right. I feel like you can go wherever the fuck you want because I work for everyone. Everyone owns me. Nobody owns me. And, but I love everybody and I want them to, to do great. But I, but, but I said, you do not want to be a, I said, you call yourself fearless comedy. You do not want to be an institution based in fear. Yeah. What the and, fuck and are they doing? Uh -oh. It's very upsetting. Joe's a ghost and Joe's a ghost. Where is Joe? He's very ghost. Joe, where'd you go? You got so excited. You just kicked yourself out. Joe, you went. No, I was going to just because Second City is going to be brand conscious. And now like everybody, every human is becoming their own brand. And yeah. so these fuckers that own these places are going to say, does this individual brand fit within the larger brand? And then how can the larger brand wield its influence and keep the smaller brand humans in check? And so if, if you're the selling, small brand if, you're, small. If, if you're, yeah, if your brand is endorsing this other brand and it's like, and we'll see. We'll see who survives. It's business, right? It's just but business. But it's bad like, business, though. It is that's bad the business. Thing. That's the thing. It's like, terrible business. But, but you like, don't get to just say now it's I'm just free. business anymore. Nobody no. owns me now, and I can do things like the social justice improv project. Right. Nobody owns me.
Right. Right. Because well, you would have I'm, hoped to do that at Second City. And now you can't. And that's, yeah. that's exactly what they should have been tapping you for versus booting you out the door is like, wow, Rachel, look at your incredible understanding and depth of knowledge and experience in satire comedy. Uh, can you. We leave? wrote your curriculum. She wrote their own <laughs> curriculum. They make bajillions or they did before the pandemic bajillions off their fucking classes. And I'll and tell be like, you, huh, people, people are bored. Maybe they'll stay in the building. They're like, what you got now? So there all of a sudden stand up happened and all this other shit and we're going, okay, and clowning and everything is great. I have I'm making fun of no one. I'm just like to say clowning. So that's <laughs> just what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's but yeah. oh, go ahead. You know, it's it's no, it's just a lot of fucking foolishness. It's well, petty, it's the thing stupid, is that these, the, it's the people it's human that are resources. buying these the people that are buying this place, like I like again, this is another thing that I had said. Like they have no idea how the improv industry like actually is from within. So how are they going to make in that's, fact that's it's really antithetical upsetting. to their mm -hmm. pro processes? Right. Yeah, fight right. the man and they are the man. So it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Second City became the thing it satirized. Well, if you think about it, Second City became Grand Theft Auto. Now think about it. You fuck a whore, you throw her in your trunk, then Punch you go the to the face. pizza parlor. Wait a minute, yep. I'm not done. You kill everyone in the fucking pizza parlor, then you eat yep. their pizza, then you walk yep. out without paying and get in your yeah, car and drive away. Boat. That's Second yep. City. And wow. it's owned by the guy who owns Susan, that. Drop that mic, baby. Drop that. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I'll I mean, be happy just, to let that power set be. Just so I hear many, he has good. Yeah. I hear he has good abs. I, I was like, this I was like, guy. I'm that whore. I'm that whore. <laughs> Honestly, I, that I would rather. I would rather that they said we fired Rachel because she's a loud mouth and expensive than because no, she right. mentioned annoyance. Because here's but they the didn't even I say the same thing to Susan. Like, just tell me you're a loud mouth bitch and get the fuck out of here or not. I didn't say anything. Right. They were just cruel and rude and and it was draconian. That's what I think. Hey, if Paul Sills wasn't a loudmouth bitch, nobody was. Yeah, right? <laughs> Paul Sills threw chairs at people. And, and he was, was an asshole. A I was in bitch. a workshop with him yelling it, made a bunch of people cry. Uh, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, Del Close made a bunch of people cry. cry. Everybody made I a love Del, but fuck him. He was just because he was nice to me doesn't mean that's cool. Right. My job right. is not to berate a student and break them down until they're a, a piece of mush and then they become your fucking acolyte. No, our job or they're not is to your muse. You they're not your anything. They're your fucking yes. students. Be nice. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, yeah. Susan. Fuck John Mellencamp. I know why you said John Mellencamp's a Nazi. It all comes <laughs> clear <laughs> now. You guys, life's a herald. Life's a herald. Life is a herald. <laughs> this has been our opening. Yeah. <laughs> First beat. Let's go. Well, Rachel, where can people, you, you're doing auditions, so this is a good time to mention that people can audition for this program with you, right? Anywhere? Yes, they can. Can they be uh, anywhere social, in the world? Anywhere in the world. There's a video component Ooh. we're going to stream in from all over the world, and there's going to be a live performance in New York City. Um, uh, social Justice Improv Project at gmail.com. 
great. And there'll be stipends, so there will be some pay for performers, yeah! which is important when you're doing a social justice project, I would yeah! say. Uh, which is great. Shari got a grant for that, which is yeah. awesome. Are you all still doing your, uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, your live stream with Rich? The Jingle and Boys? And We're going to come back, I think, the end of September. The boy, that's our summer break. Okay. So that would be nice. Maybe the third or fourth week of September. That'd be nice. Mm -hmm. And if somebody, um, where, where do they go if somebody wants to see that? Chicago for real on Twitch. For real. Like a four and a real. For real. Yeah. Is Great. it R-E-E-L or R-E-A-L? R-E-A-L. Real. Like R -E -A -L. as an actual. Same channel as Bochinche. That's right. So if you saw Lori and Wendy on our show just prior to them becoming artistic directors, mm -hmm. uh, co-artistic directors, then they are also they're on that same Chicago for real, which is a a, a cooperative uh, mm -hmm. channel Started by a bunch of great improvisers who just wanted to put out the best, funniest, most awesome content their friends could make. And who understand that we're better together and stronger together than yep. apart. Yes. So. Are, yes. Are, the two, are the two of you doing a set at The Annoyance anytime soon, too? We did. Again? I, I know. Did it was so bad. Even old alumni couldn't get in. What? Whoa. Mick would have walked me in if I would have went, but it was just like I'm called. I called and I talked to somebody. I was just like, "Yeah, hey, can I get in home?" No, they're sold out. Oh, okay. All right. But and sure, it, it, like over. I don't want to like get the annoyance in trouble. It was packed to the COVID max. Like they couldn't let more people in. Right. Because they're totally doing safe. a great job over there. And if anybody in our audience gets a chance to see Susan and Rachel play, fucking see it. Bring a notepad. Joe Bill, you've just been covered I, in sweet today. <laughs> I fucking, <laughs> I love I, you both. Yeah, and I would love you both to come to Portland. Uh, Susan, yes. your trip was just so amazing. They were great. Everybody was great. You were great. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, playing with you, I, I've described, I don't know if you saw my post, uh, there's that old Buster Keaton clip of him, like a train, and he's like running, 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 and he just catches the train, <laughs> and, and he's flying in the air, holding on. I was like, that was me keeping up with Susan Messing. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It was, it, it was exhilarating. Like I was just like, I just got to keep, I just got to. Motion seconded. Motion seconded. <laughs> okay, I'm I've got to say right now, I expected today to come on here and be canceled like I should be, and then all of a sudden it's like this threat, like I had cancer. So thank you all. This has been very I mean, sweet. It was, it was very borderline, kind. I'd say. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Elise is the one who is going to tell you the most. Elise, I would have canceled my. I, I'll cancel myself a million times before anybody has a chance to cancel. Yeah. And you're right. I should be canceled. I'm, what it comes I'm down to you know, is how now sweet. I'll just go. Yeah. <laughs> well, my loves, we've been talking for a long time, so I guess I will wrap it up. But we could also do this again sometime because I'm yeah. sure there'd be a fresh hour's worth of things to talk about. You're both. Oh my god, we're so grateful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks you, everybody. Elise. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Yay! That was so oh, important. I I love it. Thanks for sharing uh, that news, Rachel. Your face hurts. You, guys, a lot. you guys, we did was, it. We're